Welcome to Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William, featuring award-winning financial advisor and former host of the Sunday Money Show, News Talk 1010, Paul Baraka and his associate advisor, William Baraka. Creating and keeping wealth does not need to be complicated. Paul and William will cut through confusing and contradictory financial advice to give you the real facts to help you invest better and enjoy a worry-free retirement. The views and opinions expressed in this video may not necessarily reflect those of IPC Securities Corporation. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Hey, Paul, and everyone listening, this is Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William. This is the 20th episode now. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Kind of a a milestone, I guess, for us. Today, Paul, we're going to be talking about kind of listening to the media, listening to predictions, and how valuable or or not valuable that that is for people's long-term financial well-being. I read a book a number of years ago, Will, and I did a blog on it a number of years ago. It's called Why Expert Predictions Fail and Why We Believe Them Anyways. And I've heard this, again, 32 years in the business, client comes in, oh, Paul, where do you think the markets are going? Oh, I heard on BNN or CBC or wherever, there's going to be a recession. Markets are overpriced. Markets are underpriced, whatever. And of course, if you look at the statistics, if you look at those pundits and their track record, they're not quite what you might think. No, I mean, big picture, most of what you read or or watch on TV, it's pointless. It will not help you make better decisions yeah. or help you understand the world better. I mean, a, a big reason why, particularly now, is with with how news has changed and with the internet and everything, it's become easier and cheaper to produce. But with that, the quality of it has drastically decreased. And I think people, you mentioned listing the people on BNN and and all that sort of things. Rarely do we stop and ask ourselves with the media we're consuming, like, is this good for me? Is this dense with detailed information? Is this important to me? Or is the person I'm listening to well-informed on the issue? Or are they just spewing whatever they, they feel? You know, there's a great, I did some reading a while ago, and it was from William Cohen, who wrote a profile of Jim Cramer in The Spectator. Now, Cramer, what's the name of his program? Uh, uh, Money Squawks or whatever it is, doesn't matter. And Cramer's been on for a long time, and a lot of people, you know, say, hey, I follow this guy. And this fellow rated his performance on Kramer's recommendations between 2017 and 2021. And in that time period, he made 12,564 individual stock calls. And it, they were compared to the performance of the S&P 500. And get this, you're not going to believe this. According to uh, Mr. Cohen, uh, his analysis was that Kramer's picks were on hold about six to 7% return below the index, 67% below the index, not what I would call a stellar performance, but well, yeah, lots of people follow this fellow. That's right. I mean, he, he's become such a punchline. There's actually now an exchange traded fund 
which it's called the inverse Kramer ETF. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> and it basically, because, you know, like you said, it, it's become kind of a punchline about how basically everything Jim Kramer says, the opposite happens. So this ETF form was basically does the opposite of whatever Kramer says to do on TV. And it's, it's done pretty well, actually, since it came out. Also funny, Paul, I don't mean to dunk on Kramer so much, but I don't know if you saw somewhat funny. Uh, last month, Jim Kramer said on TV, he liked Silicon Valley Bank when it was trading at $320 I didn't hear a that. share. <laughs> I didn't so hear that. <laughs> last month, he was saying saying on his TV show, he should go out and buy uh, SVP Bank at $320. And now we all that, know what's happened to it uh, since then. That's not very good. By the way, a lot of people too, you hear people, you know, shills, you might call them. But a lot of people say they look at well economists economists they spend all day that's their profession to follow the money to know what's happening in the world financially but listen to this early in 2008 54 economists met at the white house with then president bush and they confidently predicted now by 2008 that's six months before the great financial crisis they confidently suggested Things are going to be slow and steady growth, and the economy wouldn't sink into a, a recession. So that is about six months before the greatest money downturn since the Great Depression. I mean, Buffett talks about economists, too. He says, you know, there's probably, according to Buffett, maybe 150,000 economists in the U.S. And I may have that number wrong. And according to him, he says, as far as he knows, none of them are really wealthy. And those are the people you'd think would be exceedingly wealthy. He says, yeah. none of them are. I mean, I think what people, going back to what you said at the top of uh, the show, Paul, we often hear from people who come in and say, oh, I heard this person say this, or I read this uh, newspaper. You, you really, you can't take all that at face value. A, you have to look back and say, oh, does this person actually have a good track record and things they've said in the past? And as we've seen, in most cases, the the, the answer is no. But you also need to realize that a lot of what these people are doing, whether it's pundits like Kramer on TV, writers in the newspaper, it's not real information. What they're doing is entertainment. They're not Absolutely. doing good information. They're just entertainers. Again, to use Jim Kramer as an example or anyone else who talks about stocks on TV, in any given year, they'll talk about probably thousands of stocks. They're on every day for hours on end just talking about stocks. These people, they have the same amount of time in the day as we do. They don't, they don't have the time to do in-depth research on thousands of companies. It's humanly impossible. So they're just talking off the top of their heads for the most part. And so, again, just take it as entertainment. It can be entertaining to listen to, but don't make your important financial decisions based upon what those people are saying. Can I, I, I just got to say something there. There's yeah, a study ahead. done by Dr. Philip Tetlock of UCLA. And they went through all the predictions from very famous people. And first thing, they find that often people will quote, well, this person predicted this accurately, whatever that was. But what doesn't happen is they don't tell you about the 19 other predictions the same person made that were literally uh, didn't work out at all. And according to him, he says, the more famous the person is, the bolder their predictions are and the less 
accurate they are, the yeah. less accurate, the bolder the prediction. Because, hey, that makes headlines, and that's what sells media time, let's face it. Well, yeah, and another thing, Paul, is these people writing, whether they're writing articles or talking on TV and they're telling you, oh, you should do this. Uh, like, for example, a headline you'll often see in the newspaper or on an internet site is 10 stocks you need to own. Well, how do they know that what you should own? These people don't know anything about you. They don't know your financial situation. They don't know what your financial goals are. Now, you could get some research on that, and you came up with a list, I think, made about 22 years ago. Uh, well, this about... is just another example. I'll share my screen here for the benefit of people on, on YouTube. And just describe for the people not on YouTube. I think it was Forbes. Was it Forbes magazine? Is that right? So here it is. This is an article from Fortune magazine yeah. in 2000. And it says 10 golden companies uh, to own in, in the next uh, decade to come. And they include companies like Enron, uh, Nokia, Nortel, ba basically not good performing companies. Out of the 10 uh, on this list, the only one that made any money in the next 12 years was a company called Genetech, which was bought out. Every the, All of the other ones lost money. And of course, Enron went straight to zero. Oh, don't magazine. forget about Nortel. Oh, Nortel too. I missed that one too. How did I miss that? So, yeah, I mean, this is, again, from Fortune magazine, very reputable magazine that a lot of people read. So, again, just don't take anything you read or hear on TV in the newspaper has, has face value. Do your own independent research and realize that, again, these people don't know anything about you, your risk tolerance, et cetera, et cetera. So, again, just to summarize things up, let me just get my – there we are. Uh, summarize things now. Uh, again. If you're looking for advice, the media is there to do one thing, and that's to entertain and create headlines and to sell media time. And that's all fine. It's good. Nothing wrong with it, except don't listen to it if you're going to make financial exactly. decisions. I think Not the moral a good thing. of all this, Paul, is uh, focus on what you can control. Can't control as much as, as humans. We'd, we'd love to be able to know when the next recession is, is going to come. We'd love to know the next big hot stock that's going to come, but we can't accurately predict that and we can't control what happens all around the world around us. You can control your asset allocation. You can control your savings rates. So focus again on things that you can control. And that's what we tell our clients, focus on what matters to you and what you can control because you just don't know. And by the way, to avoid that, the, the simple ways of dealing with it is to have a plan and to automate things. Because when you automate your plan, all of a sudden, when stuff happens, as it always will, you tend to stay on course. And by the way, this is proven statistically by a wide, wide margin. So probably not a bad time to wrap things up, William, for this week. And as usual, if, uh, if you like what you heard here, hey, rate us. And hopefully you say something nice. Subscribe and pass it on to any other interested parties. Uh, our next podcast will be on something that I think is really interesting, the pros and cons of early retirement. And most people think, oh, I just want to retire early. But when you're in the business like I've been, you find a lot of people, it doesn't always work out that well. So we're going to talk about that on our next podcast. And by the way, of course, if you, again, if you've heard things you like, 
If you're not totally comfortable with where you're headed financially and you'd like to talk to us, just send us an email at info at westendwealth.com, info at westendwealth.com and say, hey, you know, can I'd like to have a chat with you. And oh, by the way, too, if you have topics that you'd like us to talk about on Retirement Straight Track with Paul and William, again, info at westendwealth.com. Say, hey, would you guys talk about this? Can't guarantee what we will, but would appreciate your input. Take care, everyone. We'll see you next week. This podcast was brought to you by West End Wealth Planning, an award-winning wealth planning practice catering to small and medium-sized business owners and to those looking to create a worry-free retirement for themselves and their families. To learn more, go to westendwealth.com. Don't forget to rate this podcast and subscribe to Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts.